Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the episodic discussion of Dead Rising. We're going to talk about this zombie field series with my cast here. Here we have the first guest, which is Mr. Bane for you. Hello, everybody. This is a very long time since I've been on here. Next, we have Hades Manticore. Hello, big Dead Rising fan. Here to talk about it. <laughs> Next, we have Antihero. Hello. I like that rising as well. And of course, Brandon is beating up kids, so we have to exclude him for the time being. But I am your host, Renegade Operative, and let's get right into the mix. So we're going to start with question number one. That is, what is your overall first experience with the Dead Rising franchise? How did you get introduced to the series? Who wants to go first? Uh, I'll, I'll go first. Um... All right. I bought the first one on launch day after uh, seeing trailers about it and generally just being excited for basically Dawn of the Dead of a video game. So, yeah. What about you, Hades? Uh, the first overall thing I saw of Dead Rising was that I think it was an E3 trailer back in like 2006, I think, where it just basically showed off the core concepts of the game where you could like you could pick up this chair and swing it, pick up this bench, throw it at them. And uh, from there, I grabbed it for my 360, since it was actually a pretty solid launch title. It was a launch title, right? Uh, it was It was right about a year after. Oh, well. Launch was 05. Uh, my first experience was playing the first one. I think my brother, he had it on 360, so I managed to play the game. I really enjoyed it. It was unique because it felt like, you know, this semi open world scenario where you can, where you can go like in a mall and you can go outside and do all this crazy shit with zombies and i really enjoyed it um i didn't play the later games until they got ported to ps3 because dead rising was always an xbox franchise so i never got the chance to really play all the other dlcs i saw the first dlc which was k0 and I was hooked on to it from there. Then I found out that Capcom was going to make a port of Dead Rising 2 on the PS3. So I picked that up. I really enjoyed it. And I got into the series from there. Really fun, zombie-oriented, over-the-top series. Uh, a lot of people tend to make these parallels with it in Resident Evil. And I don't think those correlate at all. I think Dead Rising is over-the-top fun that you can do. You could dress as a fucking woman or a guy in a mankini and chop a zombie in half. It doesn't get any better than that. So, Mr. Antihero, what is your experience with Dead Rising? I got introduced when it came out. I had a friend of mine playing it. I liked it. I liked the concept and all, and but I didn't own it until like four years later when I got a job and bought an Xbox 360. I got Dead Rising, and yeah, and that's how I got introduced. Like I. I played it, yeah, it was a little tough at first, but it's something you have to get used to later on. Alright, that's good enough. I think Brandon's still busy, but uh, we're going to move on to question number two. Considering how Dead Rising 4 was received so poorly, what do you think the underlying problem was behind its immediate downfall? This is a good question, actually. Um, I'll go first. Mm -hmm. um, problem was the linearity, I think. It, I'll make good analogy. Mall was the best part of this game so far. Well, out of Dead Rising 4. And you're in it, in the story, for like 30 minutes. And everything else is in the town of Willamette. And it took me four hours to beat the game. 
which see, I think is a problem with how the story was the main focus, not the gameplay. I, I don't know if I'm wording that properly. Um, it, it felt like it was rushed, you know? Uh, I, I think the main issue is, in particular, they did so many things and they cut out so many concepts and tried to fix uh, certain things that it just didn't work in progress. I mean, the stuff they did with the psychopaths where they made them like regular civilians and the game seemed super easy. And then a lot of the resources that they used, it wasn't made to be that interesting or compelling. Like I, I was watching the trailers and I saw like Frank can be this giant mech robot. And I'm like, yeah, doesn't that make the game like piss easy if you do stuff like this? I know it's over the top, yeah. but still, it, it's stuff like that that makes me wonder. Like, I, I don't think they were really thinking too clearly when it came to what was the essence of a core Dead Rising game because so much stuff was changed. Well, um, a, a quick a quick reply to that. Reply mm -hmm. to that. I think they did really well with Dead Rising Three with a lot of those aspects. You know, you had the psychopaths in that game, which were somewhat optional, but they were intriguing. They had more of a character to them than Dead Rising 4 psychopaths, which were, as you said, pretty much just people you'd run into and then kill and walk away from. And also, I, they changed yeah. up Frank West as well, because he's so different, and he's not as compelling. Well, he was not super compelling as a character, but you still resonated with who he was. This is yeah. just like barnyard you know preschool jokes that he's making about mini golf and from what i seen it just didn't appeal to me so the story was out of the window it was kind of awkward yeah oh yeah wow it was kind of like if joss whedon wrote frank west to be honest and it's just oh ugh. it feels like if you typed in a template for generic action hero and put all the appropriate elements for Frank West in, you would have generated that Frank West, I think. Yeah. Probably the script. <laughs> Super stereotypical. The guy didn't really catch on to me. And also, they changed the actor for some weird reason, even though he's in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, which was weird. So I didn't get that at oh, all. Yeah, it was. It was TJ for Infinite, right? Yeah. Wow. Yes. Yep. Huh. Um, there, there was this theory going in, and a lot of people, um, I saw it on different image boards and all that, they were basically expecting this to be like a fake game, where it was like a film being shot based off of his life or something. And that was, everybody was rumoring until the game came out, and then it turned out the game story was real. So, yeah. Unfortunate, really. Hey, Brandon, what do you think about Dead Rising 4 being a crap game? What led up to this? Oh, well, simple, Ren. We're going back to Roots. This is Frank West going back to Roots. <laughs> oh, yeah. Capcom uh, always does this with Resident Evil, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, but his thing, though, Vancouver made it worse. At least Resident Evil 7 sold. Damn. <laughs> I would say Resident Evil 7... Okay. This is the Resident Evil 6 of the series. Dead Rising 4 is the Resident Evil 6 of the series, I think. Oh, man. Resident Evil 6 yeah. sold, too, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, it sold. Oh, yeah. I, well, I said Hit by Hand 5 as the highest-selling game in the franchise, so... I will say the game uh, has ooh. misconceptions, just like Dead yeah. Rising 4 did, but it doesn't have the sales backing it. Which is weird, because 
Dead Rising 3 sold quite well. I don't know if it was just because it was a launch game or, or what. In part but, because oh, it was I... only on Xbox, because the other ones did become multiplayer after a certain point, so, I mean, it's I mean, anyone's guess, honestly. That and decent advertising, because I remember the trailers, and they looked really good. Yeah. Well, the thing is, Dead, I mean... I... I don't think Dead Rising 4 is going to sell very well on PS4 when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I mean, heck, people say, I, no, I think, no, let's stay on the other I, platform. I, I mean, you guys can have it. I'll, uh, you guys can take it as long as you want. <laughs> Frank Small um, Package? Uh, Frank, that. Uh, For that title is so dumb. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. why not just call it, you know, Dead Rising 4 Edition or... Something because it, it comes with all the DLC, which one is a big fuck you to everybody that bought it before, and two is also weird because they're not putting out that edition on Xbox at all. Really? Yeah, there there's no um, no excuse for Frank's big well, Frank's big package on that's, uh, Xbox One. That's that really shitty. It's like an update yeah. or something. Well, no, I mean, all the, the DLC is still paid for. It's just the Frank's big package comes with all the DLC. It kind of reminds me of um, Tomb Raider. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Well, Definitive Edition came out on. Oh, oh, the Rise of Tomb Raider. Yeah. 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 Rise of yeah. Tomb Raider. That, that also felt weird because I would I would have bought that edition, but then again, Tomb Raider started on PS4. That's. Yeah. Um, you mean PlayStation in general? Well, technically, oh, yeah. Saturn though, but it came popular on PlayStation. Yeah. As uh, somebody on Saturn, let's not talk about let's not talk about Saturn. The Saturn is dead. <laughs> Let, Fun let's, console. Let's get that yes. out of the way. Hey, the I, I, I love Nights into Dreams. No, uh, but anyway, we're <laughs> Sega Saturn podcast. When <laughs> actually, <laughs> maybe yes. someday I, I will pay for that. But we're gonna move on to question number three. What is your favorite and least favorite game of the Dead Rising franchise? That's easy. Hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Go um, on, sir. Yeah, you go first. Who, me? Okay. You. Okay, well, from the ones I play, I will say two is my favorite, and my least favorite will definitely be four. Because while some things in the game were generally good, I will admit that, overall, the whole package, no pun intended, is you know, so hard <laughs> compared to the other games. Um, I, I've played them all. I, I have the unfortunate... Uh, I made the unfortunate decision to buy Chop Today Drop, so that's going to be my least favorite. And um, my favorite's possibly Case West, which is very weird to say that a side story is my favorite, but I I liked how they did things. And it was a very fun co-op game. So I still haven't played that on Case West yet. Uh, both Case Zero and Case West are backwards compatible on Xbox One, which is actually one of the nice things I found out. Because I found out in the making of this, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, hey. And I was looking through, going to re-download Dead Rising 3, and suddenly it was there, so I downloaded them. Favorite for me would definitely be Off the Record. I know it's a non-canon game, but I think it really made Dead Rising 2 like, even better. And least favorite's obviously 4. Never played Chop Till You Drop, though, I will be honest. Oh, you, you are lucky. <laughs> I didn't have a Wii, so... I gotta check that out now. Jesus. Okay. Uh, well, just look at footage of it. It's it's a wonderful time. I haven't actually, like... I, I think I just... I, I heard of the game, but 
I thought about it, and I'm like, how in the hell are they gonna make all these zombies like show up on the Wii? Oh. It's very intensive, you know. Oh, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> No. Anyway, anyway, like my favorite Dead Rising game would be definitely off the record. I mean, it's Dead Rising 2, but more. You have Frank West, you have like crazy new combo weapons, bosses. The story is fit around Frank West. That's pretty cool. The least favorite would definitely be 4. Something tells me that even though I didn't play it, I'm going to have a bad time. I have it on my PC. I'm probably going to pop it in pretty soon. But from what oh. I saw of Satilius fighting a psychopath, he literally stood there, aimbot it, shot him in the head, and the AI did not know how to react. So I think I'm gonna have a pretty bad time. <laughs> Maniac AI in four is terrible. I will be oh, honest. It's it's so bad. I I don't even know how they fucked it up so bad. Yeah, it's like in general, I they had a good concept and. That, there's a question in here which I really want to get to, but I don't know how they fucked it up so bad. So that looks like the worst game in the series. I I would I would say so if it wasn't for the fact that I played for shot. <laughs> I, I will I, try that soon, sir. Uh, get liquor first. <laughs> All right, so you well, antihero, what's your favorite and well, least favorite? One. This is a uh, number well, four. No number three. Okay. Okay. Well, um, favorite obviously is number two because they improve a lot from the first one with the combo cards and in uh, the setting in Las Vegas. It, it was amazing when it came out at the time. I I love it. Like, it's my top favorite. Least favorite is four, even though I haven't played it. But I heard that, like Brandon says, we're going to start from the roots. Well, apparently the roots are not there. The spirit of their rise is not there. So, but I might try it later on, but like Grant said, I won't have a good time either. We're all going to have a bad time, and the people who had a bad time had an even worse time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so moving on to question number four. Considering how Dead Rising was all about over-the-top wacky moments, what was the most ridiculously great moment you've experienced in the series? Um... For me, I would say fighting that clown. <laughs> that was that caught me off guard because I, I was like, okay, this, this fucking guy has like two chainsaws. He can blow up balloons and blow you up. And he has dead people on a carnival. The, the psychopaths really just create these wacky scenarios that you really can't take them seriously. I remember there was a clown on stilts and off the record. And I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? Evan, it's yeah. Adam's brother, actually. Yeah, so I, I remember oh, yeah. that. I remember that. Uh, so I will say that those fighting those clowns, man, they were hilariously great moments. As well as when I discovered that you can make the character wear a dress, and I was like, okay, so and there was a trophy that I got for doing that. So I was like, okay, good job, Capcom, excellent. Cross dresser. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone um, else have any moments? There's one from uh, Dead Rising 3. Uh, there's a couple of the psychopaths that um, I love the ending scenes for. There's um, the sex pervert one, which um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to spoil anything about that one. Anybody who's seen that, you'll love the ending. Um, and and the, uh, the wheelchair lady who 
dies by throwing up, slipping on her wheels, and crashing. Darling. Oh yeah, Good I remember. I, I could not stop laughing for about five minutes after that. I I was busting out. It was sad but funny. I, it was hilarious. It's it's kinda hard to pick a singular moment in Dead Rising because it's all like just so over the top there's, and insane. There's so much but... stuff where it's like, yeah, I don't know if I can just pick that. I would probably, if I had to pick, outside of Adam's death where he falls on his own chainsaws, I would probably pick Chapman, just because he just screams at you like a lunatic when you come into his little store and just goes so over the... And just really, really chews the scenery in that scene. It makes it just the best. This is my store! I love the theme song as well. Oh yeah, it's great, actually. Trying to vandalize my store! Huh! (laughs) Absolutely great. Well, my favorite part has to be the first one, like at the end, because after you beat the the final boss, freaking Frank just starts screaming like, <laughs> like that was like the hypest thing ever. Like, like okay, but it was funny. I, I always liked that part and always will be my favorite part. What about you, Sir Brando? Oh, he's muted. He's dead. All right. Oh, so like. I guess his favorite moment is putting on the Blanca mask and electrocuting <laughs> zombies. <laughs> that was, that yeah, was that's fun, fun too. too. So Barbie we're gonna toy make a man blaster. There you go. I-, I remember the toys, man. They did like no damage. It was always you, funny you, to you me. Could a- you could actually get them though, like the real versions. I, I love getting those. Which yeah. actually does lead into the next question now that I think about it. Yes, it does. So number five. What is your favorite unlockable weapon and hand-to-hand move from the Dead Rising series? Uh, first, I just I just spoiled mine. Sorry. Oh, Brandon, you you muted. So, did you answer uh, number four yet? No, I didn't. I just got back actually. Go ahead. Alright, what's the question though? It is considering how Dead Rising was about over-the-top wacky moments. What was your most favorite ridiculous great moment from the series? That is a good question, actually. Uh, the fact that Frank West is a zombie in Dead Rising 4. Oh, that? Uh, oh God. Oh, oh I'll, I'll get into that one later. <laughs> yeah, that's going to come up later. Uh, but mm. for question number five, like, what is your favorite unlockable weapon and hand-to-hand move? Yeah, Mega Buster, because, you know, long people. Yep. Also, Craig Part two for Mega isn't the Z-Saber? Unlockable weapon? Uh, yes. The yes. the real laser sword? Yes. Yes, it is. I I will say the real laser sword is my favorite, and my favorite hand to hand is the disemboweler when he pulls out the zombie's guts. It's even funnier when you do it in Dead Rising off the record, and he makes these little jokes like, "Hey, free gastric bypass," and and it's so fucking hilarious. It's like funny. It's funny as shit. Do, do you have the uh, the one where you can kind of climb on top of the zombies and jump off of them, hand to hand move? That's these. Uh, ah, well, the name of that one. It's a move. It's definitely Z- zombie a move. walk. Yeah, zombie walk. Yeah. Yep, that's uh, that's probably my favorite. It's most useful. What about uh, your favorite weapon, Bane? Uh, I already said it earlier. Oh, the laser blaster. sword? Oh, me- Mega Blaster, okay. Oh, yeah. It's so Mega- much fun. What about Mega you, Antihero? 
Yep. Mega Buster, obviously, it's just it's just fun trying to be like Mega Man, especially with the custom in there. Definitely. Hold uh, on, well, that's where you wear like the the schoolgirl outfit with the Mega yeah. Blaster. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyone else didn't go yet? Uh, my favorite weapon in Dead Rising, uh, my favorite was always knife gloves, which were like Bowie knives taped to boxing gloves. And that's from two. Yep. Yeah, two off the record and three. Uh, shred zombies, right. shreds bosses really well. And my favorite hand-to-hand -hand move would probably be uh, the flash kick that you can do with Frank. It's great. Yeah, that's, that's pretty great. Oh, yeah, the somersault gal kick. I remember that. Yeah, that's Basically, pretty good. Yeah. I like that as well. I always use that just to decapitate them. All right, here we go. So Actually, I got a question. Go um, on. I don't think it's on the list, though, but what is your favorite Capcom reference in Dead Rising? Jill sandwiches. Jill sandwiches. Dante in Dead Rising 4, because he actually looks pretty fun. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. He's a... <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> the freaking uh, trailer. Uh I, I like the I like the Mega Man stuff because I played Mega Man a lot as a kid, so seeing like costumes for Proto Man and Mega Man was pretty cool. As well as using the real Mega Buster with the Mega Man costume, I thought that was dope. I I, I wish there was more like I don't know if they have like Monster Hunter stuff for Dead Rising, but I wish it was more Monster Hunter references. But that would be pretty cool, maybe in a future game. Dub, here's hoping. Yeah, but here's hope, but it, it's in a document later. Here's hoping this series even has a yeah. based on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That leads into the next question. So, um, there's the opinion that people think that the Dead Rising series should die after Dead Rising 4. What is your opinion on this and the future of the series? What do you think should be done with it? Mm. Uh, Can I go first real quick? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Okay, now I'm going to answer you with the current development team of, Van of Vancouver. The series does need to die because they've proven that they're incompetent and they don't know what roots means when it comes to Dead Rising. I agree with this. If they get get new people that should know what to do with the franchise, then yes, I will see it like see it continue. But four is like it's amazing how low it, it became. I'm just saying. I I think what they need to do is a complete makeover. They need to definitely. They say they want it to go back to roots, but they haven't. So if this is the case they definitely need to go back to the drawing board and realize what roots mean in terms of going back to a franchise and discovering what made it fun keeping new concepts with what sticks and what doesn't is very important as well as adding in new additions like i i think the dumbest thing ever is when they started to regress the dead rising series with with four because that's when they started to take out stuff like co-op and i was like what are you guys doing like it, it's it's a multiplayer component they have now, and it's not the same as the story co-op that they took out of um, Dead Rising 4, so it, it's it's really weird. Um, I, I don't think this series should die. I, I think they need to look at what, what, what made one good, what made two good, and what made three good, and work on those concepts. Three was, I think, a good mix of new stuff and, like, one and two. It, it took the features those games had, worked on them, made them a lot better, and tried to do more of its own thing. 
But Dead Rising 4 basically took all the goodwill I think that game had and flushed it down the toilet. Pretty um, much. The, the exosuits, you know, I hate to say it like this, but COD did exosuits better than <laughs> Dead Rising 4 did. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, ironically, they, they, did co- they did zombies with exosuits better than Dead Rising 4 did. Yeah, I think to add on to that, I think I don't want the series to die, but it needs a complete, you know, 180. They need to completely turn around, fix what they need to fix, and then come back to this franchise, maybe in the future, with a clear head. I I don't think that Capcom Vancouver should helm the next project. Maybe they should get more influence from Eastern developers before continuing. I would say find like find another development group who was like Capcom Vancouver, which was previously Blue, uh, Blue Castle. Yeah. I think they should find somebody like them again who have talent, who want to do something, and what idea or a vision for it. Um, I, I think you know I don't know who the new design director was for four. I remember him being really cocky on Twitter, and then I remember him shutting his mouth suddenly after the game came out. So, according to Kroby Cat, these guys had no background resume that was good. They worked on Connect games. Yeah. And sports as well. And sports. Uh, so, that was a bad choice. I mean, I'll give them an E for effort. They, tr- they probably tried. But, I mean, um, yeah, try, though, but no. Uh, Tries are the same thing as the yeah. execution. Yeah, when 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 you know you stumble out the gate and break both your legs, normally if you're a horse, they take a shotgun to you. Just saying. <laughs> Can leave that out there. All right, I'm done with my spiel. Two questions after um the next people. Uh, the Hades go yet on this? No, I I don't want Dead Rising to die, obviously, but like if four is what the evolution of the series is going to be, I I prefer we just let it go. And... I like more like three. I like three a lot. I like three too, but there's definitely some concepts from three I don't want back, like weapon lockers. I hated weapon lockers so much. I can understand why they have them for certain modes, but yeah, most of the time it's like this is completely unnecessary. It's like, hmm, there's a boss. Better go grab two czars and I'll go end this thing real quick. <laughs> Be done in like five seconds. <laughs> oh yeah, you know what's funny though? I've seen an analogy that kind of fixes that paints picture properly. Once you go at Halo 3, which is a good game, you'd never go Halo 4, which is universally a uh, mix or a bad game, depending on what you ask. I'd say Halo Reach. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, alright, now, um, you guys um, everybody went? Um, I'm gonna go. Alright, yeah. Um, same, I'm, I wish, I want the franchise to keep going, but, like, the freaking direction that they're going by simplifying the games taking off the important parts of the game, like the timer on Dead Rising 4. Remember the timer? <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I remember. The timer, I could live without, admittedly, because I actually wanted to explore the game, have fun. Do yeah. Stuff. I well, I think, bad, honestly. I like how Dead Rising, again, back to Dead Rising 3, it had both modes. You, you, could, you could have a timer, or you could go without the timer, you know? Yeah, if they yeah, made that again. It. Yeah, if they made that, then I'd be fine. Cause I like the timer, cause you feel like a rush, you know. But I also like to explore like random sense. So, but, but I, I just hope that Capcom learned their mistakes from four, and then really go back to the roots, 
and just go and play those first three games and hopefully they pick up on those. Okay. All right, all good? Yeah, go ahead, Brando. Okay. Now, for if they make a Dead Rising 5 or whatever, do you think they should use a old protagonist or a new one? Because we already have three going from uh, Frank, Chuck, and um, who's the other guy again? Nick. Uh, Nick. Nick? Nick. Nick. Yeah. yeah. There's also... Now, uh, do you want me to be a nitpicky asshole? There's technically like 20 protagonists if we count the DLCs. But that's the difference. Oh my story. gosh. Uh, well, let's uh, start oh, with yeah. the main ones, okay? <laughs> okay. Now, if you want a new one, do you think you, you, should, you should have a new one? If you want the old ones, who should it be? Chuck, Frank, mm. or um, Nick? Mm. If Damn. It, Okay, uh, I'll, I'll jump in on this one. If we're going to go old, I'd want Nick, because he has, without saying too much spoiler-wise, he has more of an interesting backstory. Um, I mean, admittedly, you know, Frank has, you know, he's done a lot in his history, and so has Chuck, but there's a lot more you can explore with the, like, the events of, you know, Nick and everything that happened before Dead Rising 3, and everything that could happen after. I, I, mean, I would like to see what they're going to do with that. I go ahead. I prefer a new one. I would say I would not mind a mix of both because even huh? though even though RE6 was like universally hated, I like the fact that that game blended in new characters with old ones. It was, right. you know, they could bounce stuff off of each other and it was an interesting dynamic. So I would like to see new characters mingle with like older ones and probably get their experience on how they kill zombies over the years uh find out what they're doing now and have them all bunch into a game where there's like co-op potential because i think that should be the future of the series going forward also you want resident evil 6 with like all the old or new characters i i, I would like to, i would like, like a blend of both, both. yeah um kind of like how you get um leon with uh, uh what's her name Helena. 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 I I completely forgot. And then um, <laughs> Piers and uh, Chris. Yeah. yeah, Chris. It's been so long since I played that game. Not nothing super over the top, but just something that fits in a that rising scenario where it's like you know. Um, they go in the city and they try to investigate some shit, and then afterwards the gameplay just goes bonkers. It seems like it would fit more in that game than Resident Evil 6 did. Yeah. Alright, um, to get my take on it, for me, I want to see more Chuck. Not only is my favorite character, though, we have too much of Frank. We have in one, right. we have a remake, non-canon remake of two with him in it. We have four now. We have DLC pack in two with him in it, but no Chuck, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was it was him and Chuck. So I'm like, yeah, we have enough Frank for a while. Let him like, well, we have him three as well. We have enough of Frank, yeah. so let him like take a. Well, back three is a, a side DLC. Yeah, I'm like, let him be on the back burner for a while. Let other characters come in, take some spotlight, like Chuck or um, Nick. I know nothing about Nick, so I can't comment on him. But I would definitely like to see more Chuck because again, he's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, I, I think the only reason Capcom did that was because they knew that Frank was a fan favorite and fans were complaining about it. Uh, yeah, I, I I can see that. But yeah, I, I see your point. Did anyone else go? Um, like like Ren's answers, just I want a mix. 
because you know like i just want some new character to show like like how they got affected by the outbreak and learn their motives and and like especially mixing with the older characters if they ever like decide to put them in there like if nick or or frank or even chuck just like just team up together and just just take off take over of the zombies you know take care of them oh yeah I would prefer. Sorry, I haven't gone yet. (laughs) I would. I would prefer a new person because, like, if they're gonna ruin anything, I prefer they just ruin a new character. Dead Dead Rising Four. I kind of got the feeling that Vic was actually supposed to be the playable character, but they realized. Uh, I felt that too. Yeah, I mean, she follows the naming convention to the K at the end, but it's like they've probably realized this game is so different from Dead Rising. Let's just bring Frank back, so at the least we have something familiar. But yeah, new person for me, preferably. Alright, so moving on to question number seven. Dead Rising is known for a plethora of additions in their sequels like crafting weapons, co-op, and making zombie variants. What was your favorite and least favorite update to the formula? Um, I I got this hard one. Go ahead. Uh, I would say my favorite is possibly uh, the -the on-the-go combo building from Dead Rising 3. I, I love the safe rooms and all that, but there, there's something really intense about having to quickly make something in the moment, you know? I like how hectic that is. Uh, least favorite is the exosuits. Not for they, any real reason. Other they are so just, OP. It, 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 does, it feels so out of place. It feels like, oh, hey, I'm just going to get in a mech suit and suddenly turn this into armored core where I shoot at zombies. And then, hey, oh... It, blew up after like a minute and a half okay this is how exosuits work at all okay so uh favorite additions to the series i definitely liked the crafting it was good putting together these crazy combinations from dead rising 2 and making all these weapons like lightsabers um the paddle saw that was pretty awesome the uh, knife gloves, uh, I think there was more, like, you can make the uh, Blanca head with the electricity ball, with the, um, what was it, the conductor, and throw it at yeah. enemies. You could also take, like, this giant roller cage with electricity and throw it at people as well. So, it was really interesting, the combinations you could come up with with the combo cards. My least favorite addition would have to be um definitely the exosuits and it it just looked way too funny out of place and overpowered i I just didn't like it like at first it looked crazy and i was like okay i see what they're doing here but it lasts only about a minute so it seems pointless yeah it it would have been something neat to find is like something you can just yeah, just something random. Something like you'd actually find in the other Dead Rising. Like game. an Easter egg or something. Yeah, I mean, imagine if you found like a um, something like an exosuit in Dead Rising 2. It'd feel more, it'd feel more rewarding than just having them suddenly out somewhere, you know? Yeah. So, they, go ahead. It was a huge part of the advertising also. I remember it was in every trailer, like every single trailer you saw an exosuit. And I was like, holy shit. And then I remember like you could strap on like these water gallon tanks and make giant ice tornadoes. And I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. That that was pretty, admittedly, it was pretty cool to do that first time. Yeah, it looks fun. It's so overpowered that like 
it's the only thing most people do. I think if there were just, like, maybe different types of zombies that could battle you, like maybe a bloater, a fat zombie that could blow you up and I, you I take damage. Guy. Yeah, well, no, get out of here with that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> just, just different monsters, maybe, maybe it could, you know, liven up the fact that if you use the exosuit, then you will still take damage maybe from a greater enemy. You know what I wanted them to seriously do, and I never did during the game? I wanted them to throw, like, 30 zombies at me in an exosuit. Like, giant ones in the suits also. Throw those at me. That'd be that'd be a challenge. Everything else was just... It was so easy with that thing. It would be a nice uh, stress test for the frame rate as well, because, you know, uh, that would be pretty crazy to see that on screen. Oh, yeah. Although, um, it does surprisingly have the best frame rate on Xbox considering the series. I have not played it, so I, I cannot be the I, judge for the PC port. I've, I've heard the PC port runs, uh, to mince words, like ass. Oh, so, it's dead frame rate. Dead frame rate. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so has uh, Mr. Hayes gone yet? Combo weapons would be my favorite, obviously. I think they just worked really well for the series, and I don't know if it counts, but my least would be like, when they added in survivors that you would just find like stranded somewhere and then you had to rescue them and they would just run off instead of you having to escort them back. Not a fan of that. I, I wish it wasn't done so much in Dead Rising 3. I, I, I'm okay with it, just it's overdone. Survivors were so stupid in the first game. It's unreal. Oh my god. Oh, yeah. It is nice to see they can oh. actually move on their own. Actually, I have a rant on the survivors. Um, the very opening of Dead Rising 1 was the most stupidest thing I've ever seen. They have an old lady just going out looking for her doggy. Oh, next to please don't. I can kill her. Like, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's stupid. Yeah, <laughs> stupid. I, I, I agree with you with that. She was yes. the reason why everyone got attacked in the whole mall. Exactly. Oh, yeah. She deserved to die. She, she, <laughs> she screwed the pooch, unironically. Because <laughs> of a freaking dog, seriously. Everyone wow. hates the old lady confirmed. Yes. Yeah. Frank is stupid. <laughs> Only Frank just shot her in the beginning and made it all easier on everybody else. Yep. Well, all right. for me, well, for me, like, crafting definitely was my favorite because, like, I didn't expect it until I saw the trailer. I'm like, holy crap, you can, like, make different kind of weapons into one. And it's really fun, and, and you can go crazy on them. Definitely if it's on sandbox mode. But my least favorite has to be that, um, those freaking Mexus, whatever you call them. It just feels out of place in there. Like, it'd be nice if it was like an unlockable after you beat the game, but not like, oh, you can get it while you're playing. It just doesn't feel like less rewarding and it will get all real quick. If anything, it's trying to be like Saints Row over the topness. Because we yeah. know that um, oh, yeah. Horizon's over the top, but Saints Row is like, what? Yeah. It's like super. <laughs> oh, it's like you could beat people with giant purple dildos in that game. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. So. I'm surprised the didn't give one of those horse dildos out. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> or freaking like a dildo weapon. Like you can bash the fucking zombies out. You, you could do that those in Those are in two, actually. Too. They are yeah. in two. Yeah, you can make a dildo cannon even. Uh, I think it's, <laughs> no, I think like it's a... so much fun. 
like a big sword, like kind of how the dildo. A, a, big, a big floppy cock sword. Yeah. I, I like how this conversation devolved into dildo weapons and Dead Rising. Very, very <laughs> yeah, rich. Yeah. Yeah, that's, rich. What, that's what Dead Rising devolves into most of the time. All what right, so with what you know? Yeah. <laughs> moving on to Slap number eight. Him. Moving on to number eight. How how do you personally feel about the timer in the Dead Rising series, which some people have mixed feelings about? Uh, personally, it doesn't bug me too much, but I do like the fact that they have modes where you can play with the timer off like sandbox and off the record because that was pretty cool to go wherever I want without a time limit really bothering me. Oh yeah. Um, I, I, I personally, I love the timer. It, it adds sort of this air of like, you know that you have to hurry, you have to get everything done in time. But, but again, those, those features like sandbox mode or, um, I forgot the title of it was in Dead Rising 3. It was like, um, I think it was like casual mode, which is kind of funny the way they worded that. Uh, I, I like the ability to just have it off and be able to explore and look at the scenery and all that. I think it's I think it's pretty fun. Anyone well, else? Well, for me, like at first I hated the timer on the first one, but then as I get get better, like I didn't mind it. Life to the point that I used that timer, like kind of try to make it like a speed run of it. Try to beat like the timer before he beats me, but it's it's also good to have like like sandbox mode so you can like explore the place there and like or if you want to look for a certain weapon and you're trying to memorize like the locations that'd be nice for that too. What about you, Hades? I've always loved the timer just because it like gave you like an actual sense of urgency within the game. Cause like I've always thought it was weird in games how like maybe there's like some big impending force coming to destroy the world and you can just like fuck about as much as you want. You no, know? you can just sit in the dirt and make daisy chains for like three <laughs> days and nothing will change. And that's what's that's what's cool about Dead Rising. It's just like people aren't gonna hold out against these zombies forever. You gotta save them within X amount of time. You know, like Joe Slade, for instance, when her boss battle first shows up. She has five survivors with her, but as time goes on, she kills up to four of them, and you're only left with one. So the quicker you get there, the more people you can rescue, and that's what I like about it. There's, there's like, consequence to your messing about, you know? Yeah. Mr. Brendan? Uh, for me, I actually don't like the timer, because, you know, it's a sandbox game. I want to explore. I want to do objectives. Having a timer... Now, for speedrun purposes, I understand, but for exploratory and gameplay purposes, no. I mean, I can see that. Like I said, I, I liked when the series progressed to the point where you could have both, which is quite weird to see certain games, like, either remove it or take it out or alter it in a sense, but I really liked sandbox mode, and I really liked the fact that in Dead Rising 3, you could choose to do without it. Which is pretty cool. Like, options are very important in video games. And I think that is a prime example. Oh, yeah. Alright, so if we're done with that, we can move on to the next one, which is what is your favorite and least favorite story aspects from the Dead Rising <laughs> series? Very easy for me. Least favorite, that bitch that opened up the mall. That old lady, <laughs> fuck her. Oh, God. yeah. Uh, favorite would be I, I like the relationship between Frank and Isabella. It was pretty cool to see that progress 
over the series and progress to the point where we get to Dead Rising 3 where I don't want to spoil it for people who didn't yeah. play it, but it, there is some big stuff that happens with Isabella, so be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Which, uh, that'll, that'll be my least favorite. I gotta explain something there. Um, go ahead. Is there if I go? Yeah. Okay. Uh, favorite is uh, the Carlitos Orphans plotline. If you know anything about that from the first game, it is very intriguing the kind of um, sort of backup plan that Carlito had just in case. You're talking about the plants, or... the plants yeah, for the, the plants. zombies all over country? Yep. Yeah. And uh, it does tie into one of the later games, without saying too much. Um, I, I thought it was really intriguing. That's a, that's a really good way for a villain to, you know, keep, keep something in his pocket if he has to. I like that. My uh, my least favorite thing is Case West sort of being retconned. Oh, it's, really? Yeah. Um, if you know anything about the plot of Case West, it explains why the outbreak in Las Vegas happened and... Uh, the one before Dead Rising 2, and why uh, Fortune City's outbreak happened. And he's going uh, Case West. Well, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So everything in that one was starting to lead up to something big for 3, and then 3 basically just re-explained it <laughs> in a different place. Hmm. Um, That's so which, weird. Which has some... By the way, the same, the same two characters from Case West show up and do the same thing in case on uh, Dead Rising 3. I just kind of hate that they retconned that. I'm like, oh man, that that was setting up for something really big. Then Dead Rising Three, which I thought was the big thing, and then turns out it was the big thing, but also not. So yeah, we have been duped a little yeah. bit. It was still it was still worth the ten bucks, but man, it, it was weird. Well, for me, my favorite aspect is the. Chuck Green protecting his daughter like he would do anything for his daughter because, you know, that's what fathers are. Especially, yeah. like, in Zero. Like, like at first, when you get to know Chuck and how he is, I'm like, oh, he's the, he's the father that would do anything to protect um, Katie. And, and then in the second one, then you definitely see that Katie was still alive the whole, like, along, you know, and Chuck just would do anything for her, like him when he played terrorist reality. Even though people like to shit on him, he didn't care. He just did it for his daughter. <laughs> uh-huh. And and my least favorite is like is what um is how you said it about the case West thing. Like uh-huh. it was like it was getting good until the climax, and I'm just like, is that all we got? Like there couldn't be way more than that. But uh-huh. although for ten for ten bucks. I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. Yeah, it, it was fun for what it was. It's just the climax, which is meh. Yeah. All right, well, for me, it's actually, yeah, um, the involvement of Chuck and his story arcs in, um, in the series. So, and also, my least favorite, though, is admittedly Case West. I mean, not Case West, um, off the record. I just hated how they just, I know it's not a canon though, but it went out of the way to make a new game around Frank just to please some people that I won't start mention. Now, the thing that yeah. will, that did get to me is what they did to Chuck. They turned him into a psychopath. I thought that was kind of an interesting twist, yeah, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It was interesting, though, but at the same time, I didn't like it because I liked what they um, did for him as a protagonist. I understand how, yeah. because, you know, and I imagine and 
off the record, his daughter did get eaten by the zombie you see in the beginning of um, Dead Rising 2. It was she pretty did. sad. It was pretty sad to see that that psychopath shot because, like I said, he would do anything for his daughter, but he don't want to admit that he failed that. Yeah. 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 To to me, that scenario was basically showing Chuck like what would happen if he failed his mission in protecting his daughter because I think the game did not convey it too well when you actually let Katie turn like you get a cutscene she turns then all the cases are over and that's it and it's like I thought it would be more to it but I remember the whole child thing and maybe they can't show it so that's what yeah. I thought but yeah it was it was a pretty cool twist but I can see why people don't like it because definitely the Dead Rising 2 off the record scenario that definitely catered to people who just really liked Frank and they made a lot of changes for that. Yeah, yeah like it's not a bad way of the I personally didn't like it. That's all. Yeah. Not not a bad game, but it has some changes that might be a little bit suspect. Alright, so let's move on to the next one. Um number ten, Dead Rising had many add ons and expansions for DLC for the series, have you played any of them, and what was your experience? I, Ooh. oh man, Ooh, I... it's gonna be long. Who wanna go first? Because uh, I don't need uh, be brief. I've I've played them all, so mine would be the longest probably. Go um, ahead. I I really loved what they did with Dead Rising 2s. I think they did fantastic with that. Um, they're still exclusive on Xbox, but there, there's you know easy ways to play them still. So. I recommend trying at least case zero if you want to know about, you know, a lot of the early stuff for Frank, uh, Chuck, I mean. Um, but, but yeah, Dead Rising 2s, they're, they're fine. Uh, you know, if you haven't played them, play them. If you can't, sorry, but they're great. Uh, Dead Rising 3s was very intriguing, but they weren't that good. Uh, ex except for Super Ultra Dead Rising 3 EX Plus Alpha Oh Arcade. my god. <laughs> Exaggerations. That, that that is one of the greatest things I've ever experienced, and I love it. It is so much fun if you haven't have a chance to try it. Well, you uh, like trap Cammy and trap Felicia. What <laughs> <laughs> well, was it? Was it Frank Cammy? Yeah, Frank is Cammy. Oh, oh my God, God no! It, it is. Yeah. It is seriously so much good. It's so it's so fun. There's um you know uh Chun Li, all these costumes. It's it's a fun co-op version. If you have, if you have three other friends and you all have Xbox Ones, because it's I, it's not even think it's on PC, is it? No, it's not, unfortunately. Uh, but it, it's it's worth the price of admission. Get it? It is so much fun. Only reference um, to Dino Crisis I've seen in years too. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Sad. Uh, yeah. That's another but, podcast but, yeah. for another day. Yeah, I, I need a drink before that one. Uh, <laughs> but you know it, it is nice and in fact it also boggles my mind a little bit they have a perfectly good frank west model from that what the fuck did they decide to do with dead rising forest model i don't get it i have no idea all <laughs> i remember is there was a point where frank was fat and it was funny uh, <laughs> uh, even, even in watchtower he was fat that's like a little bit chubby I like always have the dad bod, to be honest. Like, he should. Like... He's like, ripped to shit for some reason. 
Yeah, I like in, in four. He almost looks like um Leon like Bruce Campbell knockoff. <laughs> like this man is like Campbell knockoff. He's fifty, he doesn't look fifty either, he, which he is, is weird. He's fifty two in Dead Rising Four. Which he looks damn good for fifty. I'll be he, honest. He looks really he, good for his age, honestly. He but, tried to be like Ash Williams, like the badass old dude. <laughs> I, I love how Ash Williams looks in uh, the new TV series. Yeah, that's what I mean. After having to wear a girdle. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, I think back on topic for yeah. expansions. Off the record would be the only one I played because remember the expansions for Xbox were exclusive and they still are. Yeah. Uh, so I I played off the record and I I really did enjoy it. I, it felt like a great side game to Dead Rising 2 for what they did and they put in you know some actual effort into making it a cohesive game um I did see the trailers for the DLC and overall I, I liked how you know K0 was it gave you a taste to the game and I think you could carry over couldn't you carry over your level to the main game uh, yeah up to level like 5 or 10 I think it was level 5 yeah yeah that's not so bad so it's little incentives like that that makes the game really worth playing, even if it is just DLC. Well, I played uh, K-Zero and K-West. So, K when I was hyped for Dead Rising 2, and then when they announced K-Zero, I was like, holy crap, we get to get like a preview. That was, I like that. I like how they handled the. The, the preview to it, and then with Case West, when you wanted more out of Dead Rising 2, and then they announced, oh, Case West is gonna come out, and it's after Dead Rising 2. So, it was it was worth it and fun for what it was. Oh, and uh, really quick on the Dead Rising 4 DLC, uh, it sucks. The mini golf DLC is the worst thing I've ever experienced. Oh, you surprised? And... <laughs> oh, the mini golf yeah. DLC. Oh my god, I remember. <laughs> here's, here's the problem, right? It's not even good mini golf. Jesus Christ! Then. Like hot golf, hot shots. Uh, I w- I would take the new hot shots golf, which I, I haven't really looked too into, but I'm it's like, oh, it's kind of neat. Um, <laughs> I would take that. If I had to pay a hundred and fifty dollars, I'd still take that over the mini golf in Dead Rising Damn. Four. I so have bad. a I have a side question actually. Yeah. Has anyone here played Frank Rising? Uh, I, no. I I have, um, I I'm sorry. I bought it and all the DLCs. I didn't even realize how bad it was going to be because I didn't look at the trailers too much. How was it? Yeah, <laughs> that's all we need to know. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it just like the Xbox game, the the one you use a zombie or something? Stubs. It, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. No, I wish I wish it was like Stubs. I fucking love that game. It's basically just Dead Rising 4, but hey, you're a zombie, and you can shoot acid, and then suddenly you're not a zombie anymore. Wow. You get better. Yeah, you know something, though? I remember a certain someone trying to argue that that's not um, um, true ending, or trying to, they're not locking the true ending behind the DLC or something. Oh, yeah, I remember that. But I don't remember Frank... if it was me or not. Was I drunk? No, it wasn't. It was someone else, but Frank lives, so that would be yeah. actually the resolution to that Rising 4. So it's oh, true ending, God. They locked it behind but, a people, yeah, the, which is true. The, the, there's yeah. three endings to it. There's one where if you don't fail, like if you fail the missions in time, you just time out and game over. There's a bad ending, which is really fucking dumb. 
And the canton, <laughs> which is where you just you you leave, you leave you leave the city. That that DLC breaks all conventions too because I don't think there's ever been a person in Dead Rising that turned into a zombie and they immediately went back to human. Well, uh, it's explained by Barnaby's lab, which and Dead Rising Four is essentially the. Um, like the MacGuffin lab of the thing. Barnaby has a lab in the city, which somehow is still around after a firebombing. Uh, I don't I think, it, is it not a surface level? I don't remember if it was surface level or it was in like some area. It but looked underground. I, I can't remember. It, I'm trying to block the game out of my head still. Um, <laughs> That's how traumatizing it was. Uh, it, it, it was more, it was bland. Which I cannot say about anything else. Even, yeah, honestly, even Chop Till You Drop wasn't as bland as Dead Rising 4 is. And I heard the soundtrack, there wasn't much of it. It, it, it sounded like somebody just took a stock sound effect, like a stock soundtrack, and copied and pasted it. Sucks that they have Cell Weller, like always, man. Yeah. Yeah, 2's soundtrack was awesome, man. Yeah, that's, I love it. Even one, one had a great soundtrack, like some memorable tunes in there, especially like, the uh, the stupid convicts. Oh, Gone Guru, hell yeah, uh, yeah. I, I no matter what, they were super annoying. I will remember that song. Yeah. Oh yeah, if only because it struck fear into my heart whenever I heard it, and I had to sprint around. Yes. <laughs> um, I got a side question. Go ahead. Yeah. Like, whenever you guys played the first time Dead Rising, right? And you yeah. didn't realize there was going to be an overtime mode. How was your reactions? That I, was, was pretty cool. I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, wow. All right. It was like, yeah, the game continues on even though it, feel, it felt like it ended. Because oh. the helicopter crashed. And yeah. uh, Frank was like, you know, there was no hope. And I thought he was gonna die, and then the game continued, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's pretty awesome, actually." It's like it's like an episode within an episode. Oh yeah, it it felt, yeah, you know, it felt like you were all of a sudden yours in like a mental rush, and then once you suddenly got to overtime, you're like, okay, all right, now I can finally kick in, in over like in a like overdrive essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like when I first played the game, right, and then the whole helicopter crash, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" Is this gonna be it? Like really? And then I let the credits play and all that, and then he play and I cut him like, oh wait, wait a minute, are we gonna There's get more like this. a true ending? Yeah, yeah, it's a nice little ruse. And it's, I think it was smart they did that. It's like giving you a false sense of hope. Yeah. <laughs> all but right. Yeah, I liked it. So I guess we could move on to the next question. That's number 11. Wait, I actually didn't go on the last question. Because oh, Harry else did. Go Basically, ahead, um, the only one DLC I played was the um, prequel to 2. Mm. Uh, okay, it's 0. So, yeah. yeah, that's the only one I played. And I had fun with it, though. But I didn't find anything, nor did I care to. That's fair. I just going to be quite honest with you. Because uh, you know, I found the main game to be so much better. The, it was, actually. Right. I have to agree with that. So, I mean, it was it was designed to really give you like a taste of everything to get into it. Which, oh yeah, definitely. Admittedly, five dollars for what is essentially a demo does feel kind of like um, uh, MGS Five Ground Zeroes a little bit. 
Not not as much as that game cost the first, but yeah. No, oh, but to that game's credit though, at least you had more content to do. There's a lot to do afterwards, so uh, yeah. Take which take out you will. Okay. All right. Well, I like Crown Zero. So. It's all right. I, I just think it was overpriced, but that's another story. Uh, so we're moving on to number eleven. How do you feel about the Dead Rising remastering process and Capcom's work on those? Um, I think they did a decent job. There's some stuff that they didn't fix, like the whole frame rate issue when you hit a zombie and it slows down a little bit with certain weapons. But overall, right. oh, oh, also there's some screen tearing from what I saw, a slight, but it's still there. Other than that, it's pretty solid, like no other problems really. I, I, I liked it a lot. I, it's, you know, I, I bought um, Dead Rising 1 again because I figured that's the one I'm going to replay the most. And I was impressed with the 60 frames per second cap on uh, on console and just how everything looked and worked. I was I always get worried with ports just in case, you know. Uh, I, I bought the, the Silent Hill HD collection. And boy, I don't know if you remember that one, but... Uh, uh, <laughs> terrible, awful. Oh my god! You, you have a discussion on that one. I'll spend an hour talking about how awful this, that was. I I'll just say that th these remasters are definitely far superior than those. Oh yeah. <laughs> Anyone else? Well, for me, I like, like I like that it was decent. I just wish they fixed the AI on the first one because we all know how that is. Oh, and. And then the choppiness of the little thing when you have the weapon holding, it shows a little choppiness. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> like, that kind of yeah. freaked me out. But but they did a good job. But with Dead Rising 2, man, it, it, it runs so good. And and, and it's very it's, – it feels like you can do more now, like like the speeds and shit. All right. Dead Rising 2, I haven't played, but I, I think Satilia said that off the record is kind of borked online. Yeah. Uh, but other than I mean, that, I, um, he he said that. that everything else was okay. Hmm. I, I haven't tried the co-op in Dead Rising 2 for the port, um, but I know Terror's Reality was pretty good on the port, so. Oh, Terror is Reality. Isn't that the All one right. where you have the minigames and you have oh, to do... Yeah. yeah. Certain I, things, you have points. I, I wish we had more murder minigame style games. That'd be perfect. I, I try to play that, but I guess not a lot of people are playing it, which sucks. Yeah, which is weird. I bought it on launch day, and nobody was playing it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it sucks because there's trophies for Terra is Reality. I think I got them all, though. I got lucky because I played at launch. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's one of those things when the game first originally came out, Everybody played it, but now the game's like a little, little too old for most people, so they don't want to play the multiplayer, but they'll play the single player. It's weird. I'll have fun trying to platinum that, I guess. Oh, you can play with friends, key. probably, if they have it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think or there's, boost. There, there's uh, people, like, there's groups, like Discord groups for it, so. Yeah, I'll look around, though. <laughs> Alright, so we have the final two questions. I'm just going to bunch them together into one. Uh, what was your favorite and least favorite psychopath? And to close off this podcast, what is your opinion on Frank West and has he covered wars, you know? 
Um, <laughs> favorite psychopath uh, and least favorite. Uh, I, I will say my favorite is definitely Adam. Least favorite, I didn't like Brock. I thought he was a pain in my ass at first, and he was really annoying with the neck grab. He was the final boss in overtime for one. Uh, I would say Frank West, what I think of him is, I, I think he can be, as as perceived as a character, he can be a little bit overrated. Uh, he's just an average dude in a situation where there's zombies. Uh, he can be kind of an asshole, but I think that's his charm. Like, he, he's just this... He's just over, he's him. He's him. He's this over-glorified, you know, prick in this situation and he has to get out of it at first he fights for himself he doesn't care about anyone else but the scoop but then he grows as a character which i really liked so he's 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 all right protagonist compared to most people i i would agree on that one um favorite psychopath uh i'd have to say kent because he's one you'll learn the most about i think you know you start you start off as friendly with him, and then you start to see who he actually is, and then it starts to become a little bit more interesting with that. Oh but yes, it does. I I remember the oh. boss fight actually. Yeah, I I love that boss fight. I love the ending to it. Um, I think he's the most intriguing psychopath. Um, least favorite. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of that someone from Dead Rising Three. Um. There is, there's a one chick from Dead Rising Three who I cannot. Talking about that with. Russian lady that was yes. about it. Yeah, I, I, I hated fighting against her. She, uh, um, Sergeant German. Uh, German. German. Sergeant oh, Hilda, Hilda, yeah. And she was the most annoying one to fight. I hated her. Glad she died. <laughs> a shame too, though, because no, you could type that, but that's a story. Oh, oh, oh I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'd <laughs> smash it. I'd tear it up. Yeah, see, but, uh, <laughs> I'd tear smashed. it up. <laughs> oh. Similar right. to how uh, Joe was from Dead Rising. But I, I actually liked fighting her. So, yeah. What about you, uh, Mr. Antihero? My favorite psychopath. Man, this is a tough one. There's a lot, but my favorite psychopath that I like to fight is... um. Is Brandon cause one the theme song of it? I love that theme song. Oh, you mean the hobo? Ain't crazy. Yeah, you mean, they, they, you mean the hobo? Yeah. Yeah, he's cure. Like, yeah. And yeah, two, because he's when his mad. name is Brandon. Remember Brandon where we fought him in the uh, co-op campaign? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brandon. He he just naps and he just goes crazy, dude. And he fucking uses a glass. Try to kill you and shit. I'm like, holy shit, this guy's the craziest psychopath I've seen. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm crazy already. <laughs> yeah, it, it's fun, and he fucking goes to a fucking bathroom stall and comes out of the other. I don't know how the fuck he does that, but whatever, game logic. But my least favorite has to be fucking Sullivan. Oh, Sullivan, Sullivan the final boss. He's a pain in the ass, dude. Like, like whenever you try to, like, use. Whenever you get close to him, he does this counter thing and throws you down to where the zombies are at. It gets annoying trying to get up there to the floor. I hate that. Yeah, and, I, uh, I don't know how that old man is like a secret agent and can kick your ass, but I know. apparently he does, yeah. And, Fra 
about Frank West, one my opinion. Frank West, he, I think I was surprised that Capcom decided to get like an Amer an American protagonist because you know Capcom they they all have like Japanese protagonists, but no, they decided to make like an American one, and they did a good job at it too. But uh, like. I I think, like, just to play devil's advocate, uh, they do have, like, American protagonists for Resident Evil. But the thing here is, um, Frank is the most American guy you can think of because yeah. he's an average Joe in this situation. Yeah. Like, the, the other people in Resident Evil, they turn into, like, super agents. Chris is in the military. Uh, <laughs> they have A all this experience. Motorcycle suddenly turn into FBI agents and but, yeah, all this shit in the series. So and Frank is like pretty consistent with each game. So yeah, except for hey, except for well, yeah. four, he's not like a superhero or a yeah. You know, he is in Marvel's <laughs> Fair point. But he's he's just beating like Rocket Raccoon up. I mean that, that's that's well, an Rocket average Raccoon has me. guns. Okay, <laughs> you don't mess with that thing. Frank but... has a shopping cart full of knives. Yeah. Oh, yeah, intimidating. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. it's time for the death battle, alright? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, but, yeah, that's what I meant, Ren, that he's just a regular guy, you know, that you can relate to because he's just regular. And, yeah. and he evolves into, as the story goes on, and especially off the record, like, it shows, like, he, he's kind of like a has-been, but he's trying to win his glory back. I, I like that. Yeah. I like how they develop even more. Like, he's still the same old Frank that can be a smartass, but then he starts to care about other people as well. So, in overall, Frank West, he's, he's a good protagonist, and and he's like the, the heart and soul of Dead Rising. I agree with that. Mr. Brando, how about you? About Frank? Uh, I can agree he could be somewhat overrated, but I think it's more or less he's more over a spouse than other characters. So a lot of people yeah. do like Chuck, and they want to see him in Marvel's Capcom. <coughs> but, yeah, um, make that happen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he started the franchise, sure, sure, but you know, uh, he, he's okay. He's okay. What about uh favorite and least favorite psychopath? Uh, I haven't thought about that too much honestly because I never really pay attention to them. I just kill some redneck hillbillies in two. I'm like, yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> but well, my least I... favorite is the admittedly my least favorite is the guy with the freaking motorcycle. I hate doing that. But... Oh, oh, you're talking about Leon Bell? Oh, yep. yes. Leon S. Kennedy. That, that, jerk, that jerk dude. He's so freaking jerk. Yeah, he's annoying but get him stuck on something and he's easy as piss. Yeah. All right, and I think we are going to close off this podcast. It was a great and decent discussion. Uh, I would like to thank all you guys for coming. We're going to do outros now. Uh, we're going to start with, of course, I'm going to outro Hades because he went to work. So you can find him on YouTube at Video Games Ho, and you can find him on Twitter at Hades underscore Manticore. Uh, now we have Mr. Bane. Where can we find you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm working on some new YouTube projects. Uh, the, my title of the YouTube, and I'll have I'll, I'll text so you can put it in the description, uh, is... I'll just leave it in the description for you. That, that'll be fine. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at bane for you uh, F-O-R-Y-U. And, uh, yeah. Mr. Brendan? 
Uh, I'm currently working on a name change. Uh, I got multiple ones in progress, but for now it's Arcane Magic 514 on Twitter. And also, now your business. Alright, alright. <laughs> Mr. Now your business, alright. Next up, we have Antihero. Y'all can find me at Twitter at, at AHC3D. Uh, I don't do much, I just like and retweet and all that crap. And you can find me on YouTube at Renegade Operative. You can find me at Twitter at RenOperative underscore. I will be working on some stuff. Uh, tomorrow is Paris Games Week, so uh, there's going to be a live stream of that on the channel so you can see. Uh, I think it's going to oh, be yeah. pretty fun. We have fun talking about Dead Rising. Hopefully. Wait, hold on. Before you cut it, though, have you ever found a weird that... Every time a cutscene happens, the zombies disappear. Yeah, yeah. that is pretty okay. strange. I, I can yeah. explain that, at least from what I've been told. Um, the, the way Dead Rising works is, the cutscene is in a completely different instance. Oh, so basically logic. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shut up. Don't answer it. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> like it's like things happen in the cutscenes that doesn't reflect well on the gameplay i there's like several yeah. instances of that happening and it's very weird but it's like you know it's, it's whatever i just run with it reminds me of yakuza actually the gameplay makes no correlation to reality in that game yeah yeah it's kind of like um yeah they avoided a problem that uh, the first silent hill game had looks well, like there's no dog around as you know it suddenly pauses and there's two dogs right behind you about to tackle you that is doghouse. that's always funny whenever you oh, oh, yeah. touch something and then the dogs is jumping here in the air. It's like, oh, if I if I punch if I press A right now or X, it's gonna suddenly have two dogs biting my ass. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they do that so the moment you load out of a cutscene, there won't be like a thousand zombies. Yeah, it's it's super weird. It, it happens with the cult members sometimes too. Oh, <laughs> doesn't make any sense. But we're gonna sign off here. Had a lot of fun discussion with Dead Rising. And stay tuned for the next podcast. We're going to talk a lot about some Silent Hill stuff and Paris Games Week and all that. So stay tuned. We will see you guys next time. Later. Bye. Adios.